Welcome to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. A podcast about events, travel, and the people who love both. Find more episodes at vacationraces.com. Nerding out on data, perfecting the optimal training and nutrition plan, aiming for progression in PRs. Sound like you? Well, Gnarly Nutrition can relate. Featuring a full line of honest sports nutrition products, Gnarly provides the best nutrition possible for all types of mountain athletes. Because they offer great tasting and reputable products, Vacation Races trust Gnarly to be the on-course hydration sponsor. With the low-calorie, high-electrolyte Gnarly Hydrate for shorter races and the calorie, electrolyte, and amino acid-filled Gnarly Fuel 2.0 for longer races. Gnarly is here, taking the bonking out of your big day. Use code vacation 15 during checkout at gonarly.com for 15% off. Honey Stinger helps you prepare, perform, and recover throughout your athletic journey. Made with delicious honey and organic ingredients, Honey Stinger provides the fuel you need to push harder and go farther. Discover what all the buzz is about at honeystinger.com. Use code STINGERVR30 for 30% off organic waffles, chews, gels, and bars to help you sweeten the burn. Welcome back to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. I'm Colleen, one of the race announcers for Vacation Races. Excited to talk Bryce Canyon Ultra. This is our last ultra of the 2023 season with Ultra Adventures and Vacation Races. Lyle Anderson, once again, the race director. Yeah. You're just the lucky guy. Well, it's just it's just the way the schedule worked out this year. Well, and every year it seems like, but... Seems you like just I, like the I, ultras. I get them. I got them all clumped up early in the season. And you've so. done all these ultras. Like you've you've done yeah. all of the courses. I ran all of them. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're it the gives man. Me, it gives me a little bit of insight. It's good. And this year, Bryce is a little bit different because we have the four races, but we don't have a hundred mile race this right, year. Right. Right. And of all years, this is probably the best year not to have. Oh it. yeah. If we were planning to do the hundred miler, we would not be at this point. So You'd have to change the course. We, it would be, it'd be, I can't remember what year it was. I want to say 2019. Yeah. 18, I remember that. Something like that. We're, must've been 19. We got actually. late snow. But we got late snow. And so we ended up because there was so much snow, we ended up having to make it a, uh, we had to make the hundred miler a double loop of double a 50, 50 mile course. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was, uh, if, if we were doing the hundred mile, that's a hundred percent what we'd be doing this year. Yeah. So we, kind of um, luck of the draw there yeah, on this yeah. one. So, yeah. Cause it's way worse this year than it was. That oh year my gosh. Too, they got so. so much snow, but the rest of the course, hopefully, what are you, what are you thinking on the rest of the course? Uh, it's great. Okay. Great. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously like they got a lot of snow, but I, you know, talked to the forest service, uh, people that, that I work with on permitting and stuff, uh, just the other day and they said, yeah, the snow's melting. So okay. looking pretty good. Obviously right now it's still a little, little soupy, sure. but, uh, but you know, we still have a month from recording date of recording this. We still have a right. month. And, and it's, it's been like, if you look at the forecast and stuff, it's, like we just, we, it's getting warm and yeah. we've just had lots of dry, yeah, which is we're welcoming it. Yes, that's point, that's so. what we need. So yeah. we're going to get that course all dried off for you, and it's not going to be a problem. So we got the 30K, the 50K, the 60K, and the 50 miler. And everything's going to be, it's going to be a fun Saturday. Oh, yeah. It's going to be oh, a yeah. really exciting we'll Saturday. Be done. We'll be done Saturday. I know. It's kind of crazy. I mean, technically, we'll be done at midnight, which so technically kind of is Sunday. Sunday but, but, uh, but yeah. But yeah, it's, it's going to be, be it's going to be an exciting weekend. And so I'm excited to be there. Of course, we're out in Hatch again, same location that yep. we've been at for the past few yep. years, yep. right there at the mouth of Proctor Canyon. And there's camping available. There is camping. Yeah. Which is awesome. And and, that, and the camping is available all week. So if you're coming into the area and you want to spend some extra time to acclimate yourself to the out to the elevation and stuff, uh, you can go camp there. And uh, when's the same, first check in for that? It's the well, the. 
The official check-in is Thursday okay. at two o'clock, but you can camp there all week. Okay. Um, it's the same price. It's Great. Like, it's $40 um, for the whole week. And Great. so um, just on Thursday, when our official check-in is, the camp host will just walk around and and you'll and, just collect the fees yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah. And this is all dry camping. Yep, it's all dry camping. In this yeah, area. There's no, there's no, there's no hookups or anything. We will have um, some water tanks there, some of our water monsters there. So if you need some drinking water and stuff for your camp, uh, you know, we'll have some, some, okay. uh, some of that there, and we'll have porta potties. But as far as like power and running water, there will not. Right. Be that. All right. But luckily, you're close to Hatch, and there's places, yep. campgrounds, and things yep. that you could go to if you needed to dump things or yeah. whatever. So. Yep. Great. This yeah, is and there's be fun. A, there's a campground there in Hatch that also offers showers. Yes, and stuff too, they so. do have showers, and it's just right on the main road. Yep. Hatch, very small town. Very small town. But it's beautiful there. And it's like it's like you know when they when they make that that comment like if you blink you'll miss it. Yes. Like Hatch is one of those towns. Hatch is one of those towns. Yeah. You 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 might need to blink for a couple seconds. Do you know why like, it's called Hatch? There used to be a fish hatchery. There, there used to be a yeah. fish hatchery. Yeah. It's actually the the guy who owns the property that we're that we're starting and finishing the race on. Um, he actually uh, has a big ranch on Fish Hatchery Road, ah. which is where the hatchery used to be. Used to be there. There actually still is a hatchery there, but it's not in the same location that it used to be. Yeah, so that's where it gets its name. Yeah. Hatch, beautiful. It's kind of on that opposite side of Zion. So if you're coming out and you want to see Zion, you, you're in the perfect position to see Zion. Bryce Canyon, yeah. and to even go out to the Grand Canyon, though I don't know if North Rim's going to be yeah. open yet. And if you're coming from Vegas, you could take the route through Zion to get there. You could, yeah. Come so through if, the you tunnel. Wanna, if you want to just have the nice scenic tour, you could just take the yeah. route through Zion, go through the tunnel, and come to the other side. Come out to 89 that way. and Yeah, so, it, it's, a, it's a gorgeous area. You're absolutely going to love it if you've never been to the area. And I was looking at kind of our demographics. You said we're expecting about a thousand runners across yeah. our four different yeah. events. And we've got people coming from all over the world. Yeah. Ten countries yeah. are gonna be there. Forty six yeah. states. We're missing a couple states, but you know, North Dakota. What can yeah. you say? North Dakota. It's been a long winter up there. It's been a really Al- long winter. Alabama. Alabama and West Virginia. We're yeah. missing. Yeah. And Missouri. I think that's Missouri yep. right there that yep. we're missing. So Missing a couple of them, so if you know any friends who want to do an ultra in Bryce Canyon from those states, yeah, but we got some, we got some, uh, we got some travelers coming from very far. We do. I mean, Australia, yeah, and, and, New, and New Zealand, Zealand. Like, yeah, they're coming from. Of the, course, we the have land our, down under. our friends from Canada. We had at the, we we're just finishing up the Zion Ultra. We had so many Canadian. We runners. did have a lot. We did have a lot of Canadian. It was great. Runners. So we had a lot of Canadians come down and run with us. It was fun. which which. I don't know if I've made this comment here before, but we we have people from France coming too. Yep. And I had a I had a, a gentleman that ran um I wanna say it was in twenty twenty. Might have been two thousand nineteen, but it was either two thousand nineteen or two thousand twenty. Uh, I had a gentleman from France that came and ran and uh he pulled me aside after the race and he was like, I just want you to know that in all of France, this is known as the most beautiful course. Oh. To run a race. Really? On. Yeah. Which Kind of caught me off guard. It's like, wow. I mean, it That's, is a beautiful course. Yeah. Um, How cool, was, though. But that was really interesting to, to hear that from him. So, like, so I always pay attention to that because every every year when yeah. I look at the demographics, I'm like, yeah, there's someone from France. Because it's we the get, most beautiful course yeah, in the United we get, States. We get, a lot of, we, get a lot of, we get a lot of French, you know, participants, which is great. We love it. Yeah, we love all of our participants, yeah. whether you're coming from near or far. Yeah. But a lot of people, about half of our runners, it's going to be their first time to Bryce Canyon. So yeah. that's going to be, oh, I have to 
put this here. Charity Bibs, we are welcoming six Wander Project runners who have raised over $6,000 for this Bryce Canyon event. So $6,450. They are benefiting six different charities. And you can always run with Wander Project at any Vacation Races event. That's what's so cool about it is if you've got a charity that you love to support, go and sign up for a charity bib with Wander Project and they'll help you do all the fundraising. They'll help you make it all happen and you get to run a beautiful race as well. And it's just, I don't know, it makes it more fun. Love those guys. This is a challenging course though, because yeah. the elevation, we're high just above sea level. Right. So that's, I think, the the starting point where people are like, oh, why is Bryce so high? Well, number one, you're just going to start at a higher elevation. Yeah, you'll feel fine. Like, just walking around, but once you start running, you notice you'll you'll feel that shortness of breath pretty quick. And yeah. so, yeah, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier about you know taking a day or two to just kind of acclimate. It's not necessary, but but it, you'll probably appreciate it. Yeah, you know, just to just to kind of get your legs underneath of you. Yeah, go bit. and go and hike around, and also just understanding that you are at a little bit higher elevation. Yeah. So that just means things might be a little bit slower. But this course is also technically, you know, there's a lot of climbs. Uh There's a lot of short, punchy climbs in this one. It tends to come at you a little bit differently than other things. And so I think looking at all the race information that we have is going to be really helpful for you on the race guide. So you got a digital race guide and we're going to kind of work our way through some of this and and give you kind kind of the quick hits for each of these events and what you can expect on them and how they differ from one another. But Let's start first with the expo. That's going to be on Friday. Yep. Friday, May 19th. Holy cow. How's it going to be May 19th? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's like, it's like I was talking to my kids yesterday, last night. And it's like, you guys have less than a month left of school. I know. Which is insane. I know. And they've already mentally checked out for the year. Yeah. My kids have too, but you know, I think I've mentally (laughs) checked out for the year too, and it's only April, but so we've got our expo starting at 1 PM on Friday, the 19th. So come on by, pick up all your stuff. We're going to do your race shirt, your bibs, your pacer and crew bibs. Every bib is going to... So which events have pacers and crew? Well, so the uh, 50 miles, the only one that has pacers. Okay. And then the 60K and 50K have crew. crew. Okay. So just those bibs, everybody has to have a bib to distinguish them out on the course and at the aid stations and things like that. It was interesting. There were people asking me at Zion, they're like, So can we still go as spectators? Like, what does it mean to have that bib on? And the way I explained it to them is if you have a pacer or crew bib, it gives you access to your participant at the aid station. Right. So you can go in, you can go fill a water bottle for them. You can actually physically support them and help them. If you're just a spectator, there's some places, number one, spectators can't go because you can't have access to them. But that doesn't, if you're a spectator, you can't get into that area. It's like our runner's area at the finish line. And the the best way to really explain it too, so that people can understand and appreciate why we have these rules, mm-hmm. um, is because like most of our these races are in pretty remote, you know, areas that don't have like our aid stations aren't going to have a parking lot, no, for no. a billion cars to go park right. at. And so, if we start just sending all these spectators and crew and pacers to these aid stations in these remote places, well, it doesn't take long before we start driving over vegetation and start really. Making wearing the forest our, service real mad. Well, just wearing out our welcome. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. really bottom line is like we want we we want to be able to keep coming back and and doing these races in these beautiful areas and and we have to be good stewards of the land ourselves. Yeah. And and part of that is, you know, with the cooperation of our with our runners and yeah. their and their crew that come to support them and stuff. And so, you know, when we say, you know, one crew member at the aid station, well, if you had 
you know, 10, ten cars pull up right. and everybody, you know, and you get 30 people for one runner that gets out of the car to crew that one person. Well, you can see how that gets to be absolutely. A mess, so. Bring all those ten people to the finish line. Right. They, can they, can, come, they can. They can all. They hang can out come and hang out with yeah. us at the finish line, and it's gonna be so. You can much have. Fun. You can have as much of a party at the finish line as you want. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no neighbors to offend there. No, you can whatever you can. You can even <laughs> we've got music on, and just yep. don't battle with music with us. That's all. And yeah. you know, we're gonna just come request, and we'll make sure that we we have fun with you guys down there. So. At the expo, you're going to make sure to take care of your crew bibs, your pacer bibs for the 50 miler and get all the things that you need. Drop bags. This Drop is bag. so important. And I feel like we try to reiterate this every single yeah, time. Yeah, Cause there's always that one, there's always that one person, that one person on Saturday morning that, is that like, shows up and is like, Oh, I need bag. to leave my drop bag. Yeah, the cutoff there, was Friday. Yeah, there is a deadline. There's a deadline for a reason because, like, we want to make sure that we have those drop bags at the aid station ready for you when you get to the aid station. Um, on race day, when you're running, we're also running. We're just running in a different way. We're yes. running. We're running supplies out to the aid stations. We're making sure that you guys have everything that you need. And uh, we already did the drop bags. So, like, if you show up on race morning and want a drop bag taken to the aid station, I'm not going to say there's a there's there's it's no not going to yeah. get there, right? Yeah, like there's a, there's a chance we could get it there. We may not get it there before you get there, and that's what we're trying to avoid. We want to make sure that you have. The things that need. are race critical for you. Yeah. So if there's things in your drop bag that are going to make or break your race, you know, do yourself a favor and make sure that you have them at the expo by 8 p.m. on Friday night. And if you get it there by 8 p.m., we will make sure that it is at the A station for you yeah. on Saturday. When you're Just ready. bring it with you. Pack it when you're at right. home. Put yep. it in your bags. When you come to Big Bib Pickup, drop it off. Craig's going to be there sorting all of the bags. Yep. He does yep. a great job making sure that it's all taken care of. He does of. an amazing job. He really is so organized. This, this guy, you guys all need to thank Craig because yes. this guy takes ownership in this, Yep. but he also like, he, he cares. He really does. He cares a lot. He's even made up his own shirts that he wears. I love that it. Pertain to it. It's, 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 you'll have to. He does a great job and yeah. a big shout out to him because he helps us with all of these ultras because yeah. it's a, it's, it's a cluster because we got a lot of aid stations. Yep. We got a lot of places that the stuff needs to go and he does a great job. So help him out as well yep. with making sure you label your name, your bib number, your distance and the aid station that the drop bags are going to. Yeah. That's going to be super helpful. So those are due by 8 p.m. on Friday. So don't bring them to me on Saturday morning. Yeah. Don't just don't do yeah. it. If you do it, like I said, we'll take them, but I can't guarantee it might, it might still be sitting there when you finish Yeah, and I not know. because we brought it back. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. We don't want to, we yeah. don't want to do that. All right. So we're to Saturday morning and we do, we'll have some morning bib pickup available. So if you don't have any drop bags and you want to come in that morning, that's totally fine. We will have bib pickup starting at 4 a.m. Plenty of parking. Don't Plenty worry about, don't yeah. worry about parking. Parking is going to be totally fine. The road out there is a little bit narrow, so if you have like a large RV or something, just be careful driving out yeah, there. Yeah, and just be aware of that. Like if you're bringing a, a large RV out there for camping, you're totally welcome to do that. Mm -hmm. But like if you decide to show up right in that, uh, you know, 1 to 7 p.m. window when there's yeah. a lot of traffic going back and forth on that road, you know, you're going to you're gonna be a little white knuckling it on your steering yeah. wheel there. And it's going to so. slow everybody down. Yeah. So just, just yeah. know that, that the road in, it's a, it's a normal road. It's a decent right. road. It just gets a little narrow in yeah. some places. So it it's going to take some patience. And it is a dirt road. So yes. it, it gets pretty dusty in spots too. So. Yeah, for sure. So Saturday morning, we're going to get everybody started. Each event is going to have their own start. So walk me through that, Lyle, how that morning is going to roll out. 
So we're going to start at 5 a or 6 a.m. Sorry, with the 50 miler. Okay. They're going to be starting at, at uh, 6 a.m. sharp. Okay. Um, Sunup is at like quarter after six. So uh, six, yeah, six, what 16. are you thinking? Needs of headlamps? Probably, um, maybe. That time of year, you, you'd probably be okay. But um, but if you're running the 50 miler, you're going to want one for, for, for later for later anyways. Yep. You know, unless you're like super fast, you yeah. know. But I, I would say... I would recommend uh, having a headlamp just to start the race, just okay. for your own peace of mind. Because it's going to be, it, it, the sun does not rise till 616. So just right. so you guys have right. that. So 50 milers, 6 a.m., that is your start time. Hard start, 6 a.m. Yep. Okay. Yep. And it is a, it is chip time. So like, um, if you're, if you're going for one of the overall top three, top three, top three male, top three female spots, um, then I would, I would recommend you making sure you're up towing the line up at the front yep. of everybody. But, uh, but yeah, it'll just be, uh, in, the, in years past, we've had a starting window and we're not doing that this year. So it's right. just, a everybody, at everybody at 6am. So it's just going to get everybody through there and, and then move on to the next distance, which is the 60 K and they're going to be starting at six 30. So we obviously need to get everybody for the 50 miler cleared out there so we can get everything prepped and ready, um, for the 60 K and they'll be starting at six 30. And then after that, uh, the 50K will start at 7 okay. a.m. And then the uh, and the 30K will be starting at 7.30. All right. So by 7.30, we're going to have everybody out there. Yep. And everyone goes through the same aid station, too, yep. on this yep. first way up. You're going to go up Proctor Canyon 2.7 miles until yep. you get to that aid station. It's a little hilly, especially as you start <clears throat> to get closer to the aid station up there. But everyone's going to go through this one aid station. So, yep. you know, you'll get kind of spread out as you climb that first aid station. From that aid station, pay attention. Yeah, and just just since everybody's going through that aid station initially, the, the aid station is not going to be fully set up with all the yummy sure. goodies. That I mean, it's all only the other mile 2.7. So it's 2.7 <laughs> miles, but they'll have, you know... All, Are you, you know, saying there's not going to be any bacon there? For there's not going to be any bacon there at that aid station. Sorry. <laughs> I don't so, think sorry, so. Sorry to break it to you. Yeah. But but we will have other, you know, other stuff yeah. that's quick and easy. So if you need some some food, uh, we'll have some things, but it's just not going to be a full, full, full aid, station. aid station. Yeah, not for that first pass. And, and you shouldn't need it at that point anyway. No. And at this point, once you get past that, all races, you just need to pay attention. Because 30K, you're headed in one direction. 60K, you're going in one direction. I mean, everybody's headed. Everybody heads a different, different direction. Different directions. Yeah, and, so. I can't, and I can't stress enough because we just got back from Zion. Yes. And it's like anytime you have different distances that deviate from each other, how critical it is to pay attention to the race you're running. Absolutely. And not just following the person in front of you. Right. Because, because you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. And and honestly, that's where everybody gets in trouble. Yeah. It happens. It and happens all the time. The best thing you can do is download that Avenza app. Yep. Get the Avenza app, which it's a great app that has your course map on there. Puts your little blue dot based on your satellite location right on that map. You know if you're on your course. You know if you're off course. It's really handy to yeah, have. Yeah, and you can even put it in in uh, airplane mode. Airplane mode. Yeah, and, yeah. And it still still gives you an accurate, uh, you know, location where you're at. Now, along those same lines, mm -hmm. as far as like paying attention, I'm going to stress the importance of taking your headphones out anytime yes. you go through an aid station because. You're going to have race staff or race volunteers there trying to give you instructions Directions, yeah. on where you go. And if there's a junction anywhere and you've got somebody there trying to give you instruction and you got your headphones in and you got them blasting to you or you can't hear what anybody's saying, um, if you get off course, that's your own fault. And so like do yourself 
and everybody that's trying to help you a favor and just take them out when you're yeah. going through those aid stations so that you can hear those instructions. Yeah. And we, then if you want to put them back in when you're on the trail, go for it. Totally fine. Yeah. The most lost piece of gear. AirPods. AirPods. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, we got my a, gosh. We got a bag of onesies. So many. It's not It's not complete pairs. It's never. It's just a left or a right. It never is. And we get them all yeah. the time. So uh, maybe don't wear your AirPods. They're kind of, they're kind of earwaxy. They do get a little earwaxy. They're, they're a little... Even mine get earwaxy where yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Ah. But I'm saying, there's a bag full of them. So if anybody's uh, thinking like, oh, score. No, nah, they're a little earwaxy. And so. it's lots of people's sweaty earwax. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. All right. So everybody's going to be started by 730. <laughs> you guys are going to pay close attention because you all divert once you get to that very first aid station. And there's just different courses. Every single one of these has a different course. So you right. just need to... Pay attention to right. where you're and going. And that's how you're not. And, and the reason why you all different courses is so that you're not all tripping over each other. Yes. Oh, like, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's if, a very good thing. If if we're all running the same route, you guys would all be like on cussing, top of each cussing other. everybody. Yeah. So. You would not like it very much. Now, let's talk about course markings. So what yeah. are we going to see at those junctions? How's the course going to be marked? So pink markers. For are, every are all, course. For all, for all the courses and all day long. You're going to be following okay. pink markers. The, the most critical thing that I could tell you is that anytime you get to a junction, that's where they're going to be more heavily marked. So yes. you could, you could go a, a decent, if there's nowhere to get off the trail, it, like they might, single track. Yeah. If you're on single track and there's no, you know, yeah. forks in the trail or whatever, those Keep markers going. might be, those markers might be spread out a little bit further, mm -hmm. but anywhere where there could be like other options that you could turn off on, you know, those junctions tend to be marked a little bit heavier. So anytime you get to somewhere where you're questioning whether you should take a left or go straight or go right, just look ahead of you. Look for the yep. next marker. That's the best advice I can I can always give everybody is to just always be scanning the horizon ahead of you, looking for the next marker. As long as is aside from those those rare situations where you're on a long straightaway, um, where you may not be able to see a marker from the previous marker. Um, you should always be able to identify yeah. your next marker looking yeah. ahead. I think that's the best piece of advice is if you're standing at a marker, you should be able to see the marker, yeah. the next marker, yeah. unless you've just got nothing but single track yeah. in front of you. So, and, and, you know, and the other thing is, is like we had this, uh, you know, we've had this happen at races before where people won't see a marker for miles and they'll just keep running. Yeah. Don't do that. And, you know, if you go, if you go, a, you know, I would say more than a tenth of a mile. Yeah, I'd say if yeah, if you go, if you go, I was even gonna say like four hundred yards. Yeah, if you go like four hundred yards and don't see a marker. Well, there's probably a chance you missed something. Right. You were probably looking down at your phone or fiddling your with your pack or something, <laughs> and you just weren't paying attention. It happens. Like you yeah. know, you pull your pack out and you're rummaging through there looking for you know your gummy bears or whatever it is that you need to 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 give you that little. Mine burst was of a energy. honey stinger one time honey when I got stinger. out of. Yeah, and you I just totally and, got off course, and you get you know, you're rummaging through your bag, and you miss miss a junction, Turn. and you yep. just keep on going. The smartest thing you can do is recognize that you haven't seen a marker, and turn around, and go back to where your last marker was, and just keep following. Just them. get you back on course. But, so, but to run miles and miles last year it was last year it was last year. There was a girl running the hundred mile, and she went seven miles without seeing a marker. You remember that lady? Yes, I do. And that's just an excessive long time. I mean, we saw her on the road and we're like, where are you going? She's that's like, right. Because they were driving out to an aid station yeah. and they were like, where are you coming from? Yeah. So don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. We want to keep everybody on course. Avenza right. map, looking for pink 
ribbons at the junctions. There's going to be little signs. Yeah, there will be some little arrows, yeah. some wrong way signs. Right. Um, so just just pay attention to all signage, all signage. At some of the junctions, there will be some signage that will have instructions for different distances. Yep. Like, for example, Thunder Mountain. When you come down Thunder Mountain, if you're running the 50 mile and the 60K, you're going to deviate. Right. You're going to have to take a different turn. So the 60K is taking a left when they come yep. down Thunder Mountain. The 50 mile is taking a right. If you're running the 50K, you're coming at it from a different angle. Right. But when you come back, you know, everybody just runs straight through that through that yeah. junction. So it's just just making sure that everybody's paying attention to what distance they need to be running. Yeah. Know, know your course because that's your, that's a main thing. Know your course and pay attention. And we get, we get uh, almost every year, we get several 60K runners that make right. it to the Red Canyon aid station. And they're like, I'm way too far. <clears throat> yeah. And it's like, well, you took a, took a, took right, a right instead of a left. You should have a left. Yeah. You should be at Hillsdale aid station by now. So. Yeah. On your way home. So yeah. just pay attention because there are some junctions out there because each of you guys are in a different course for each of these different places, but it will be very well marked. Yes. So no matter what course you're on, it's going to be very, very well marked. So don't worry about that. And the other thing I, I had this, I had this like really frustrating time at Antelope Canyon this year because there was a junction up on the page rim trail where runners were coming up and they were, yes, and they were returning to the finish line or they were continuing on if they were running the hundred mile and and I stood there for quite a while, probably like over an hour, watching people and having to yell at them because they would walk up to the sign and they would look at it and they would keep and they would keep going straight. And I'm like, which distance are you running? And then they would be like, Oh, I'm running the 55k or the 50 mile. Right. I'm like, Did you see the sign? Yeah. I'm like, well, what did it tell you to do? Uh, I don't know. I'm like, hey, go back. Like the signs. Go there. back and read those signs. The signs there for a reason. I know that you know get a little delusional Tired, when you right. when you've been on your feet for a long time, but but really like don't blow through those signs. Yeah, you know without Take a minute. really taking a minute to process what it's telling you to do, unless you don't mind running extra miles. Yeah, if you really want to run extra miles, I mean, then, if you're a sixty k or who wants to do fifty miles, we will happily you know yeah. change your registration. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'd we'd like to do that before the race. Yes, so. we we really would appreciate doing that. We'll send you a bill after <laughs> <Yeah>. the race. <laughs> How funny would that be if we like charged you like <laughs> hey, per mile? you ran you ran extra <laughs> mileage. We're gonna charge you by the mile according to our timing. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh my gosh! All right, so let's just kind of dive in. There's a couple of Grim Reaper times on the 30k and also on the 50 miler. So number one, tell us what Grim Reaper is. Grim Reaper just means that. When a you, guy's going to walk out in a big black cloak with a yeah, big pitchfork. A sickle. A sickle. Oh, excuse me. It's not, it's a, not, a, it's not a pitchfork. <laughs> He's not a devil. We're not a bunch of farmers. <laughs> <laughs> it's death, Colleen. It's death. It's death, not the devil. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> with a sickle. Yes, thank you. And he's going to he's cut gonna, your head off. He's going to reap you. <laughs> he, uh, he, anyways, yeah, the whole point of the Grim Reaper is, is to enforce those cutoff times. Okay. So... When you get to an aid station, for example, the the 30K has a Grim Reaper at Badger Creek Aid Station of 11, 10 a.m. So what that means is you need to have left the aid station by 11, 10, not 11, 10 and 30 seconds. If you're even one second past 11, 10, you're, you're, your race is done. So we have these, we have these, these hard cutoff times there for a reason. And they're there to make sure that 
you stay on track so you can finish the race in the allotted time that you're allowed. But also, like those aid stations are scheduled to close at those times, and that's how long our volunteers are contracted to be there. So, like, we want to make sure that you, by the time you get to the next aid station, you've still got volunteers there to to yeah. give you what you need. So, Absolutely. Like, so it's there for you know it's there for your safety and your well being and your uh, um, success. Yeah. You know, in the race you're running, yeah. and then. Uh, so that's the 30K. There's there's one Grim Reaper for the 30K at, at okay. Badger Creek Gate Station. And then the uh, 50 mile has a Grim Reaper at the Red Canyon Aid Station second pass. So you have okay. to have left Red Canyon Completed for the second time. the Golden Wall. Yep. And you're on your way back. Yep. And you're okay. on your way back by okay. by uh, 7, 10 p.m. Okay. And because you've got till midnight to finish yep. on the 50 miler. Yep. Okay. And then you're you're also going to notice, I love these little charts that we have. Like uh, I'm looking on page five. If you're looking on your digital race guide, this is for the 50 miler. And it breaks down everything about these aid stations, where they're located, what crew access they have, drop bags are going to be there. And they have all those Grim Reaper times and the minimum pace times as right. well. Minimum pace times are another thing that are there to help you Make those Grim Reaper times. Right. So the Grim Reapers are absolute. Meaning, Hard. Like, meaning like there's no there's no questioning it. The minimum pace times are... are. Well, if you make these minimum pace times, you will be in front of the Grim Reaper. Right. Yeah. The, the, the minimum pace times are there to basically... Again, that's what time the A stations are scheduled to close is right. based on those minimum pace times. So if you're coming in... 10 minutes past minimum pace, but you're feeling good and you feel like, oh, I can make that up. There, There's a good chance we'll allow you to continue on if you're right. 10 minutes. If you are more than 20 minutes behind minimum pace time, um, you're not going to make that up. Right. And 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 it's just going to be a domino effect. Especially you know, on this course no, here in Bryce. No, no, I've heard it too many times and it just doesn't happen. It's yeah. A, so, so if you're coming in more than 20 minutes behind minimum pace, um, there's there's a good chance that we're gonna not we're gonna, you won't be allowed to continue. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call your race for you. So so just pay attention to those. There's a chart for each and every race on there. And like I said, the 50 miler starts at page five on that digital race guide that you have, and those are just really handy. We'll also have some of these at the, at the expo, expo. Yeah, and those are little, really really handy to, what, that you can grab. One thing I wanted to add on these minimum pace times for everybody who's listening to this, if if you're confused by it at all. Um, just treat each of these minimum pace times as a Grim Reaper. Yep, and you'll be fine. Totally fine. Like as long as you're not, if you, as long as you're not pushing any of these times. Yep. Then you're gonna have a great race, and you're not gonna have any issues. So. Yeah, they're they're there to help you succeed. Yeah. So just yeah. consider that to help you with your pacing and Grim Reaper times. Those are just those absolute cutoff times, no matter what you're doing, what event you're doing. So. We've got those. We'll have the cheat sheets at the expo if you want to grab those. And, you know, it was cool at Merchandise where we had the elevation maps oh, yeah. for we'll Zion. Them. Yeah, we'll have them for this one, too. Very cool. So it was a tattoo that you could, it was $8, and you can put the tattoo on your forearm. Totally a permanent one, too. Totally permanent. <laughs> like, we ink this thing on you. Yeah, we have several tattoo artists there. Yes. I, I mean, it takes hours for us <laughs> to get it on there. And so it's going to have the elevation map on there. It's going to show you where the aid stations are and things like that. It shows you where the Grim Reapers are as well. Those are really, really handy. So if you want to pick one of those up, they'll have map merchandise and they'll have them for each of the races. Yeah, it's just a good, it's just a good reference while Absolutely. you're out running without having to like rummage through your you pack. Look so cool. Yeah, it makes you look like you're yeah. tough. Just don't put spray sunscreen over it. I did that mm. last time. Got real sticky. Oh yeah. The lotion kind's totally fine. Um 
I, you know, I made that mistake one time with that spray bug spray in Costa Rica on my hydration pack. I sprayed it like all over me. Yeah. And it actually like melted the, the plastic um, or the silicone. No, the, the, like the print on the, oh, like the straw and everything. And like the, the, like the, what is it? Like silicone, uh, like paint that's yeah. like. That's, on the border, it like melted all that. I'm interesting. Like, yeah. I guess you learned that there's a lot of chemicals in that. Bug, yeah. Bug so spray. yeah. So yeah. So don't use that stuff. Yeah. 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 Boy, that makes me just frightened to put it on my skin too. I know. But anyway, no spray sunscreen on the tattoo because it made it very sticky, and you don't want a sticky situation the whole yeah. time. You want a tattoo that want actually tattoo. does its job. So. I know. So those are very cool, and you can get those at race merchandise. Race merchandise will be open throughout the event at the at the start finish line area. So yeah. they'll they'll be there the whole on entire Friday time. on Friday and Saturday. Perfect. Yeah. So out on the course, we've got these aid stations. We've talked about these minimum pace times. We're going to have volunteer staff out there. Yep. And it is kind of just a moving buffet. Oh, yeah. Lots yeah, of got, food. Got lots of food. We're going to have gnarly fuel 2.0. Yep. So you've got that as a calorie-based gnarly drink. And it's got some electrolytes. It's got some, car- some calories in it for you. We'll have sodas. Yep. Have lots of lots of sodas. We'll have... Um, Fresh fruit. Fresh uh, Lots of fruit. Candy. We'll have, you know, honey singer gels. Yep. We'll have candy, you know, some salty, some sweet. Quesadillas. Um, some quesadillas, some burritos, some sandwiches, mm. some pretzels, chips. All um, the things. All the things. Yeah. Some potatoes, you know. Oh, yeah. Like for those of you that are running, you know, in the evening, you know, for the 50 miler, um, there will be some, some uh, like Cup ramen soup, yep. you know, that you can have there that'll be... Um, Help help warm me up and stuff. Um, pickle juice, pickle yeah. juice. Yeah, we got lots. I of mean, stuff. we have tons of stuff. Now, if you have specific dietary restrictions, this is where the drop bags come in handy. Yeah. And so, if you need to use a drop bag, that's a great thing to use yeah. it for. But if you're pretty good with nutrition, we are going to have a lot of options yeah. for you. So don't feel yeah, like you need I, to load your drop bags with. I those. have an iron stomach, so like I can eat anything, and it yeah. doesn't seem to affect me. But some people aren't it, aren't yeah. that, aren't that lucky, and they 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 you know. If they trained with certain product, then right. they have They're to race with that. And that's good advice. Like it is that's, good advice. Honestly, the best advice anybody can heed is just like, don't try anything new on race day. Unless it's bacon. We've all been there, done that. Unless you're unless you're, you know, a uh vegan or something like that. That's then you don't, true. Then that you don't would be try, bad. That, that could try, be bad. Don't do you don't that. Want to try bacon. Don't do that. Um, but like, you know, if you're if you you know been training with certain products and uh and you and they work un- for you. You're inexperienced with what we're what we have at the A stations. Then by all means, like pack your own pack your own uh, stuff in nutrition in your in your drop bags and and make sure that it's there. But uh, but we have so much to pick from that yeah. like, you've got lots of options. And our aid station crews are just amazing, and they will take such good care of you. Yeah, we'll also care. have some medical volunteers out there yep. as well at the aid station. Yep. So if yep. you need anything there. They'll be there as well. And just pay attention. We talked about the gear, uh, the crew and the pacer access. Just really pay attention to where that access right, is and right. where you can have it and where you can't. Because there are some places like the Blue Fly Aid Station. There's no crew access no, up there. So no. don't try to get up there. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, there's anything along the Grandview Trail. There's no crew right, access. Right. Hillsdale, so. Thunder Mountain. There's, right. there's just no... There, there's no access there. Red Canyon, better access out yeah. that way because it's off of the main highway. But just be, just be aware that the, you know, the Forest Service does try to restrict, um, you know, how many vehicles are at Red Canyon. So, um, if you are traveling, it's a with small, a group, it's, a it's small very area. small. And so, the, the, kind of going back to what we were saying earlier, 
you know, we, we can't, we can't just overload Run. these, yep. these trailheads like this. And, and this, this course isn't closed to the general public. Like if somebody right. wants to go horseback riding or something, you're going to see some horses, then, then they still can. Yep. So like, just be aware that like, it's not, we don't own it. So like, you know, there is other people besides us that need access to it. And so. we always want to be good friends when we're out there Absolutely. because Absolutely. we, we want to like stop. If there's somebody with a horse in particular on this course, Thunder Mountain over on the golden wall or anything <clears> like that. If you see someone with a horse, we all know we all have to yield to a horse. Yeah. Like yeah. that is just trail running, mountain biking 101. Yeah, you, you will spook that horse if yes. you just keep on yep. trying to run past so, it, so if you see a horse, which you absolutely could, you need to stop and allow that horseman to go by or to give you a signal to come through. Right. So right. just be be cognizant of that because yeah. they, they are out there because it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Especially on that Thunder Mountain Trail. Oh, it's so good. Do you guys know? Do you, I know you know this. I know this, but I know do, what you're do you know? Do you know the history of the, or not not the history, but the- uh, The lore. The lore of yeah. the Thunder Mountain Trail. If you're, a, if you're a Disney fan. Yeah. If, you're, if you've ever been to Disneyland, yeah. there is a ride at Disneyland that is patterned after Thunder Mountain. It's so cool. Isn't it called Thunder Mountain? It's called Thunder Mountain. Yeah. As it's the Thunder Mountain I say, Railway. I was going to say, I'm not a Disney person, so like, I like It's Disneyland, my husband's very favorite ride. We actually have a poster. We have a poster in our house of the big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Oh, do you? We do. I'll show it to you. It's a really fun, it's a really fun ride. But like, actually knowing that, like, yeah. it gives it, it gives it a little bit more There's character some, when you're, yeah. when you're out running on it. It's like, oh. Yeah, this does kind of look similar to yes. the ride at Disneyland. And you've got so. hoodoos, which are those big stacks, narrow the stacks. columns of, yeah. of sandstone. Yeah, they're it's really so cool. It's so beautiful. And there's and what I do love about all of these courses is you get up into kind of the mountainous area yeah. where you're in like the trees and the pine trees. And then you get out on Thunder Mountain where you kind of are more exposed <clears throat> and you're on the single track and the sandstone. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. You guys, You guys are really in for a treat. I always love to ask people when they've done all of our ultras, like what their favorite is, even though Bryce is generally a slower course, generally tougher course. Right. They always say it's their favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Always. It's, it's, it's scenery wise. You guys are going to be pulling your phones out a lot. Taking pictures. Yes. You a are. lot, a lot. You're just gonna Bring like, oh. an extra battery. Yeah. Like, oh man, <laughs> I need to get, I need to get a picture of this too. You know, uh, you'll be, you'll be glad you did. Absolutely gorgeous. So is there anything Lyle on any of these specific, I mean, we don't want to go through, you can refer to the race guide and see the actual course. You can download it on events and really look at your aid stations and your timelines for each of your events. But is there anything specific about the 50 miler or the 60 K or the 50 K that you want to go through? Well, one thing that, um, nothing specific to those distances, but one thing that I would like to bring up is race joy. Yeah. So, um, for those of you that have ran with us and have used the race joy app, it's really fun way for, uh, for your family and friends that are, that are, you know, there to support you to be able to follow your progress along the route. Um, and it, uh, and it works just like, works great. Works great. It really is a, a pretty amazing tool for your family to just be able to see exactly where you're at on the course. It does use cellular data, data. to be able yep. to, to be able to, uh, locate you. So it's going to use your battery quicker. Right. So if you, you are using race joy, you're going to want to make sure and bring like a portable charger or something so you can keep plugged in, but strongly recommended. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite stories to tell, and I tell this, I think every time I talk about race joy, but like, um, at one of our events, I was, it was actually Zion ultra a couple of years ago and I was in the timing trailer and we actually can pull up race joy 
uh, on the computer and actually like as a group as a group and look at all participants that are using the race joy, which is really handy. Um, so like I was in the timing trailer and they pull up the race joy and I'm looking at everybody and, and I see one little dot that's off course. And so I like look up the, the participant and call her and I'm just like, Hey, just looking at, uh, looking at the the map here on race joy. Where are you going? I see that you're off course. And she's like, I know I just saw this trail was so beautiful and I just wanted to explore. So I'm happy to take a DNF, but like, I, I know where I'm at. I'll, I'll be fine. I just, I just That's had so to go funny. explore and I'm like, okay. but you were able to see her and, to, yeah. and, you know, say it was somebody who didn't know where they were. Right. Right. I mean, it, it really is a useful tool. Yeah. And for spectators, it gives them a little peace of mind. Yep. Sometimes it drives them crazy, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're a little slower than they think you're yeah. going to be, but yeah. And, and along those lines, you know, it's like whatever your expectations are, whatever your, you think your pace is, you should always pad in some extra. Cause like, yeah. this is a challenging course. So like, so like whatever you normally run, just make sure that your, your spectators and your crew are, are up to date on what is realistic on this course. Yeah, for sure. Cause I'm always talking to people. I'm talking to people at the finish line and they're like, they should have been done hours ago. I'm like, you know what? They're going to be just fine. And usually they just, all of a sudden they'll just appear and they're like, oh, there they are. And I'm like, see, they were doing just great. Right. And if they go out of service, sometimes on race joy, it'll lose them for a little bit. But once they come back into service, yep, it, it will bring them right back up. up. Yep. So just be patient with that. But Race Joy is another app that we suggest you download before you get there too, yeah. just so yeah. that you're on, you know, you have good data when you're downloading that. So you can have that in Race Joy. All the runners, you do have to carry your phone and you do have to start race joy when you start your race. Yeah. Yep. So those are just a couple of things to keep in mind because I've had spectators come to me and they're like, I'm on this race joy app and I don't know how to work it. I'm like, well, does your runner have their phone with them? Oh, no, they don't. I'm like, well, that's not going to work. And it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. So yeah. just just be aware of that. Yeah. Okay. That was a good one. I like the race joy. That... Yeah. And then also we have... Several of our aid stations are going to have timing checkpoints. So okay. we'll have actual timing mats at some of these aid stations. So just be aware of that when you're going through the aid stations that like um, that some of them are going to have timing mats and we want to make sure that you go across that timing mat. We actually have really good um, service at I think all of these aid stations right. now so that we can actually upload it to our website. So aside from race joy, yeah. if you're going across those timing mats, our timers are going to be able to upload that to the website pretty immediately so that anybody who's following along can see where you're at. Where RaceJoy kind of gives you exactly where you're at on the course. Yeah. When we can go to our run signup page where our timers are uploading and we can see the last time you pass through an aid station yeah. and it gives us some projections on when you're going to be to the right. next aid station. But so. that's but that's really helpful. And you, and you want to make sure that you go across those timing mats so that we... Right. First we count of all, you. So that we, so that we know that you didn't cheat and cut the course short too. Right. So, because you wouldn't do that. You're, so, you're an honest no, person. No. But you know, sometimes, sometimes people throw out accusations like, oh, no, I know no. this guy cut the course short. And it's like, well, no, we have him registered as going across the timing mat. So, and then it's, settled. it all checks out. Yeah. It's all settled. And our timers are amazing. Another shout out to run some. They oh, yes. do such a great job. Love those guys. And this is such a difficult course for them to get everything out to. And it's, they do a great job and you guys will love it when you have all of that. If you need to drop, for some reason on this, what's the process? Well, make sure that you let somebody Please let somebody know. know. Um, I have a list of participants that I have to call every race to see where they're at because they didn't tell anybody that they dropped. Like they had 
crew at one of the aid stations and they're just like, eh, I'm they done. got in the car and went and got a burger. They went and got in the car and were like, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm, I can't do this. You know? And it's like, well, that's fine if you want to quit, but you make sure you let us know. Cause otherwise we're going to be, Track you know, you trying to figure out where you're at. So and we don't want to have to call out search and rescue on you. Yeah. Do, do us all a favor. Uh, if you, if you decide to drop at one of the aid stations, go turn in your bib to yep. the aid station workers so that they can make sure and call it in and, uh, and account for where your, your whereabouts. Yes. Or stuff. if you come back to the finish line, people always see me at the finish line when they're dropping and they're like trying to hide from me. Don't yeah. hide from me. It's yeah. totally fine. You yeah. went out there and you ran some miles right. today. It's totally fine. Come on in. Let me take your bib and we'll get it all figured out and squared away. Don't feel embarrassed. Don't worry about it. Yeah, because you can still claim an award for Absolutely. whatever distance you yeah. did complete. So if you're yeah. running the 50 mile, but you completed the 60K distance, well, you can still go get the 60K award. So. Yeah, or if you ran 30K on the 50K course right. and you came back, that's totally right. fine. Whatever distance yeah. you completed, we'll, we'll, get, we'll make sure we get you an award. For yeah, that. just make sure to come on You won't on get through. an official time. Right. So you're, you're, You'll you're, DNF your event, yep. but we'll but you recognize can, you with a finisher yep, award. But you can still get an award. Yeah, so don't, don't worry about that. And this is the thing, though. If you're going to turn in your bibs, make sure you take your meal ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to get really good about making sure people have their meal tickets. Right. Because yeah. every bib has a meal ticket yeah, on it. because you can go get a free meal with that. Yes, so. it's go, valuable. Go take care of it. So make sure you take your meal ticket because we're going to have Baker's Pizza and Tasty yeah. Treats with yeah. us again, yeah. the food truck. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. And you need to ask for the Lyle special. Ask for the, that's right. <laughs> Got to ask for the Lyle special. Got to ask for the Lyle special. I'm not going to tell you what it is. No. Lyle's not going to tell you what it is. That's the Easter egg. That's the Easter egg that we're dropping in this podcast. You need to go to Baker's and ask for the Lyle special. I always order the same thing, and I didn't name it. They did. Let's hope that they, when they have all these people coming to them asking for the Lyle special. Well, what's funny is a lot of the staff go and ask for the Lyle special now when they go and ask for pizza. They're like, I want the Lyle special. The Lyle special. So. Lyle special. That's what you're going to get with your meal ticket, or they've got all sorts of other great food as well. They got lots of options. So you can ask them what the Lyle special is, and they can tell you. And then you can decide if you want the Lyle special. But we're not going to tell you what it is. So they will be there, and they're going to be there Friday and Saturday for us. Okay, so if you're coming out camping or something like that, that's going to be an option for you. And spectators, as you're hanging out, you'll be able to do yep. that. All day, all day long. Yeah. Both days. Oh, they, and they do such a great job. They really do. They we, were so busy at Zion, but yeah, we, they hammered through it. They did. And they and they didn't run out of food until the race was I know. over. They did um, a great job. Like like almost like on cue, right? As we were done, oh, that's they were perfect. like, yeah, we're out of food. So was like, they are used on. to working with us. They've been with us for years and years yeah. and years and do yeah. a really great job. So they'll be with us. All right. We've hit on dropping. We've hit on medical. We've hit on aid stations. We have hit on the apps that you need to download, your timing checkpoints, the Grim Reapers, the minimum pace times. There's a lot to know in these ultras. There is. The course markings. What are we missing? Just have fun, people. Like this is this Enjoy is something it. you you signed up for a long time ago. You've been training hard. Yeah. You've like you've you've put so much work and effort into making sure you're prepared for this experience. Just come and have fun. Yeah. It's like, a great course. Like really, like it's a it's a good race and like the scenery is amazing. The, the people are amazing and just remember to smile. I know. And I wish that sometimes we would get out of our competitiveness. Sometimes when yeah. we get out there and we're at a higher elevation and we're like, Oh my gosh, I'm having such a hard time. I'm going so much slower. You know what? Turn your watch off. I've decided right. these days to just turn my watch off. I know, which is really funny. Colleen, you know, Colleen was quite the athlete. I mean, she still quite is, but she, 
she back back when I first met Colleen, we've known each other for how long now? We've oh, geez, over a decade. It's yeah, been a, long, a long, long time. And when we first met, you know, I remember I always tell the story, but like we were part of the same triathlon club here in Southern Utah. And I was riding up this hill that we used to call Nemesis. Big hill. And, uh, you know, I'm not, cycling is not my strength. Like, let's just leave it there. Like, I'm not, I'm not great at climbing hills. And I'm climbing this hill and I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I'm almost to the top. And then all of a sudden I see this person just, just kind of whizzing past me. I'm like, wow, good job. And she's like, yeah, good job to you too. And it was Colleen. And I was like, I brought it up to her later. I was like, yeah, I remember you. First time I met you, you were past me going up the hill. You passed me like I was standing still. She's like, well, you were practically standing still. I'm like, gee, thanks. Gee, thanks, Colleen. That was really nice yeah. of you. But yeah, I mean, sometimes I think we have to put that competitive nature away and we just yeah. have to go and enjoy it and, you know, be in a beautiful place. And hopefully we have great weather. We can't tell you what the weather's going to be, but nope. generally speaking, it's decent weather. Sometimes it can be a little hot. And and, and the thing you need to remember is at altitude, yes. you know, you are going to be breathing heavier because there's yep. not as much air. So because you're going to be breathing heavier, your your mouth is going to dry out yep. quicker. Everything's drying out You quicker. need more hydration. So you need to drink a lot. Yep. You need to drink a lot. And, and the best advice I can give is never leave an aid station without topping off. I think that is so important on this course because like you said, some people are like, well, it's only 65 degrees, but at that elevation, you're so close to the sun. It's pretty exposed on some of these parts of the course. That sun's going to feel real, real warm at that elevation. You're going to dry out really fast. You've added so many water stations on this course to make sure that no one runs out of water. So don't go out there without a pack. Make sure you're carrying some bottles you know, do take care of yourself out but there, even, but even go one step further and like fill your bottles or your bladder every opportunity and then, and then drink it, like drink it, down it, and then fill it right. before you leave the aid station so that you're leaving the aid station with Hydrated. a belly full of water yep. and then a pack full of water too. Yep. And we've got electrolytes for you at the aid stations. Yep. Make sure you're topping that water with electrolytes. You're going to need it. Yeah. Pound some of that soda if you uh, need a little, yeah. little, you know, a little sugar pick me up. Nothing like Coke that. and bananas. You got electrolytes right there. You got yeah. caffeine. You got a whole bunch of sugar. Yeah. And then you can chase it with some pickle juice. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. You you just kind of ruined my Coke and banana thing. Oh, I mean, it could be the new thing. Who knows? Could it? I don't know. I, you know, what, you know, what one thing that I do. That's going to be the Lyle special. One, of the, one thing that I do, which is not great, but it's like it's. <laughs> It's, it tastes terrible. No, but. I mean, it doesn't taste good, but it doesn't taste <laughs> terrible either. But like, you know, if you need salt, I'll always grab like a handful of pretzels and throw them in my mouth. But when you're thirsty already, right, right. like pretzels are the worst. They, they just are like, the worst. They, they just like everything. suck everything out of your mouth. And so then I'll just, I'll chew it up as as much as I can. And then I just take a big swig of Coke oh, and it just, yeah. and it just helps it all go down. But it's like, you know, takes care of the sugar and the salt. It's so so good. it's like, it works. Nothing like a good cold Coca-Cola in the Coke middle of it. Coke with some pretzels. Uh, Coke, pretzels, bananas, no pickle juice on top of that. Uh, Save that for later. We are so excited to have you guys at Bryce Canyon. You're going to love it, and we're going to love seeing you as well. This is our final ultra, like we said, of the season. And wow, ultra season is a crazy season for us, but it's always a fun one. It's a fun one. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's always good to see everybody. We have so many great stories, and we love that you guys come and participate with us. So we will see you in Bryce Canyon. If you do have any questions or you need anything, just reach out to Lyle. Yep. You can email me, Lyle at vacationraces.com. And for those of you who don't know how to spell my name, it's L-Y-L-E. L-Y-L-E. Yeah. Do people spell it? Well, we know that Starbucks does, but. Well, no. no it's, it was it's, Wendy's. It's Wendy's. It was Wendy's. Wendy's. They, they don't yeah. know how to. 
They don't know how to spell there. So. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Or if that's all too hard, info at yep. vacationraces.com. Yep. And you can reach out to our customer service team and they will help you out as well. Again, thank you so much, guys. And make sure to tune in next time because we're going to do this again. Yeah, we got we got a lot more coming. We got a lot more coming in our National Park series. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Food waste is a bigger issue than most people think. But organic snack company Barnana is on a mission to change that. Barnana tackles food waste at the source, taking fruit right off the farm that doesn't qualify for export due to imperfections and turns it into delicious snacks. Try Barnana's sweet and chewy banana bites and savory crunchy plantain chips or nuggets. Responsible snacking never tasted so great. Visit Barnana.com and use code VRACES20 for 20% off your next order. For over 40 years, Nathan has provided best-in-class running essentials designed to help runners enhance and improve their performance mile after mile and year after year. From our hydration vests and handhelds to our safety gear and apparel, Nathan products deliver on what matters most to you. Intuitive design, comfort, quality, and smart storage. Check us out at NathanSports.com or follow at NathanSportsInc on Instagram. You've been listening to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. We'd love your feedback. Email podcast at vacationraces.com with comments, concerns, or stories you'd love to share. Make sure to watch for more episodes coming soon to vacationraces.com. This episode was produced by Colleen Rue in the Festival Sound Studio. For information about music licensing, contact Dane at vacationraces.com.